Swiftly through the sifting snow, Jimmy Christopher spiraled his plane until he hovered high above the strife-torn air. The dim shine of light from the widespread city enabled him to follow the great black bats of war. He circled slowly, watching a ragged formation drawing away into the darkness, and another banking beyond the tip of Manhattan. The first flock passed beneath him. It was, he knew, Flight A from Mitchell Field, returning to its base under radioed orders from the acting commander. The second bevy, spiraling with slow confidence below the city, was the mysterious enemy bombers. In a moment, out of the swirling depths of the sky, a third formation appeared, Flight B. They swooped below, driving toward the enemy crates. The glow was enough to show Operator 5 their pits packed with pillows, pillows thrust down at the sides of the pilots, pillows crammed tight about the observers. Immediately, he called again into the microphone. Calling MF. Relay orders to the pilots and observers of Flight B. As they proceed, they are to cut or tear open their pillows and hold them ready. Once in position above the enemy bombers, they are to shake the feathers into the air. Flight A is to follow the same orders as quickly as possible. There was a puzzled hesitation before the answer came through the ether. Orders being relayed? Operator 5 sent his crate droning toward the bombers. They had circled as though in preparation for a coordinated attack. Now they were leveling, turning their noses toward the shine of New York, dressing off in a straight flight toward their objective. The light disclosed glistening bombs still resting in the racks, waiting to be tripped. And above them, at top speed, Flight B from Mitchell Field began to mass. From his high position, Jimmy Christopher peered down upon the strange scene. Far below, black enemy planes were driving wing to wing toward Manhattan, planes that were empty-pitted, flying without the guidance of human hands at the controls. Above them, the gray army crates were circling, pilots and observers working frantically with their cargoes of pillows. Both flocks were swarming into the glow of Manhattan lights, closer to the point where the remaining loads of enemy bombs obviously were to be dropped to spread red ruin. Operator 5 snapped into his microphone. Empty the pillows. Now, now. Through the ether, to the field and back, his words lightning. His orders were obeyed immediately. United States Army flyers shook ripped open pillows and masses of fluttering white clouded into the air to mingle with the snow. As the scores of pillows were emptied, feathers fluffed into a nebulous mass that blanketed down upon the enemy bombers. Thicker and thicker the white cloud grew, swelling, rolling, torn by the slip streams of the planes, engulfing the black-winged attackers in its midst. Into Operator 5's phones rang, Flight A is taking off. Flight B reports all pillows emptied. Wait. B flight leader is reporting. Several of the enemy planes are going down. The entire formation of bombers is having trouble. For God's sake, we're stopping them. Instruct A flight to follow as fast as possible. Jimmy Christopher ordered quickly. Same procedure. Pillows to be emptied directly above. Good Lord, are you a wizard? The officer on Mitchell Field blurted. Those planes are all dropping. They're going to fall into the bay before they reach Manhattan. Some of them are releasing bombs, but the charges are hitting the water and doing no damage. Can you confirm those reports? Peering overside grimly, Jimmy Christopher watched the black enemy formation wavering, scattering, staggering deeper into the spreading blackness of the bay. Far beneath them, splashes of light flickered, and into the zenith rumbled the thunder of bomb explosions. Steadily lower, the enemy crates were being forced, while the air clouded thick with drifting down. "'I confirm the reports fully,' Jimmy Christopher chuckled into the microphone. "'This way of knocking planes from the sky is scarcely supernatural.' You've been trained in the use of armament.
You think in terms of guns and explosives. Those enemy crates are armored against your bullets, and they carry no pilots to be killed. But feathers have penetrated to vital points that bullets cannot reach. But, good Lord, how? It is simply that the feathers have been sucked into the air intakes of the motors, Jimmy Christopher answered. The intakes have become clogged. Lacking air, the engines cannot run. It's as simple as that.